it's just a different lens. I wouldn't say it was a particularly difficult challenge, but it's one of those things that like once you've developed that muscle to, okay, this isn't beyond me. This is just requires a shift in focus or like a little bit of concentration applied to this specific area, then it becomes pretty easy. But I don't think a lot of people, a lot of people haven't ever flex any of those discipline muscles or any of those muscles to implement their will on things. And so if it gets difficult, then they're like, oh, well, I just can't do it because it's hard. And versus saying, well, it might be like a little bit hard, but it's still completely doable. Hi, this is Joshua Spodek, and this is Leadership in the Environment. You're not the only one who cares about your impact enough to act. You're part of a global community undeterred by people saying, If others don't change first, then what I do doesn't matter, and other excuses. We've read the science. We can do this. This show is about personal responsibility, acting, and improving your life by your values. As guest after guest says, the challenge was hard, but thank you for getting me to do it. I wish I'd done it earlier. Listen on for leaders to inspire you. Hear their struggles. And then act. Go to joshuaspodick.com slash podcast to commit to a public, personal challenge of your own. You're not alone, and you don't have to wait for others. Joel took on a double challenge of avoiding bottled beverages, also picking up trash. So it's interesting that he did both. He and I talked a bunch about where litter comes from. When was the last time that you littered? Where does it come from? He and I speculated, write me if you have ideas, because I find it very confusing. It says that we don't value stuff. We act like giving stuff away is luxury or nice or something like that. When you go to the supermarket and they give you a bag that they're doing something for you. But that's why we give it away, that we don't value it. How many things do we have that for five seconds they're shiny or make us laugh or smile, and then for the next thousand years they're in a landfill? It seems to me that acquiring stuff, the bags, the disposable things, and so on, that that leads to garbage, which is waste, which hurts other people who have to live with that. So let's listen to what Joel comes up with. But I hope people also realize that acquiring the stuff in the first place is where the stuff comes from. And that's a place where we can act is to stop acquiring the stuff in the first place. Hey, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Are you still in New York City? I am in uh, San Diego right now. Okay, so it's probably warmer here than it is there, which is probably unusual. What's the temperature like out there? It's close to 90. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was like a a mild summer when you were here. And now, you know, when I was a kid and it was, you had like in the winter, if you had a warm day, you're like, oh, great. It's a warm day. It's more comfortable. And now you're like, oh, this could be the end of. (laughs) Well, usually it's August. That's like miserable. August this year was pretty, pretty mild. I I was like, oh, this is, this is bad. That's like 70, 77. But uh, uh, in San Diego right now, but I think it's kind of always 77. Actually, you know, and and I'm going to say this at the risk of getting the two of us started on what we talked about a lot last time. But today's a cold shower day. So actually a a cold shower, I mean, hot day isn't so bad. Although I don't know how regularly you do it, but I, uh, oh crap, you know, I'm getting into it. All right. I hope I can just keep it to one thing about it. (laughs) Today was a, a, uh, a busy morning. And so I... Wait a minute. I take it back. Today's not a cold shower day. Today's a, uh, a weightlifting day. And what I was going to say is that it like I didn't have time to lift this morning. And so I have to, you know, there's no question I'm going to do it. I just have to move things around to make it, you know, in the, later in the day. Yeah. 
No, the um, my biggest complaint with San Diego is uh, cold showers are kind of weak. You can't, <laughs> you, you can't actually get a real cold shower. You can kind of get a lukewarm shower sometimes. But I think that's almost harder sometimes than an actual cold shower because the cold shower is refreshing. And like here, you're like, it's not really warm. Like you kind of don't know what your expectations are. It's not it's not warm. It's not nice. Like it's it's kind of weird. You're spoiled by Antarctica. <laughs> After that, like it's just not. It's hard to get colder. So. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, it's like it's kind of neat to I have a blog post that says the title is, is it the hardest thing you've ever done? And if something you're doing is hard, but it's not the hardest thing you've ever done, we've done something harder. Yeah. So you can do this. That's funny. I like that. So, we I, OK, so let's get back to motivation because it's so it's people don't get it, don't get it. But it's so anyway, it's a cool thing to do. So last I spoke to you, you took on a challenge of not let me let me see if i remember right it was you were gonna not gonna have any bottled beverages yes and i think you were also gonna pick up trash I, i'm not sure if you committed to both or if it was like maybe one or both yeah it was it was both it was uh pick up uh, a couple of trash every day and then uh the bottled beverages and um you want to jump right into it yeah and i'm also curious did you do it by yourself or did you get jenny in on two again uh no it was just me okay so bottle beverages is pretty easy, actually. I thought that was pretty straightforward. I, I made a lot more tea, uh, and like got a, like a big container so I could make a bunch of iced tea at once. And, um, that's basically it. <laughs> like, like it's, it was funny how like just having some sort of constraint. I talk with my girlfriend every once in a while that like in some ways we almost have too much freedom. Like it's almost too easy to do like something lazily. And so like if you just have to like artificial constraint on that, like, okay, I'm not going to get a bottled beverage today or this week you have to ride around it and then it's immediately okay well i'll just get a you know a big container i'll make my own stuff and i, I kind of like it better and it's probably got less crap in it too mm-hmm. and it, it turned out pretty well so um i was pretty happy about that and that was kind of i think i've been in general i think actually being in san diego uh versus new york i buy less bottled beverages because there's just there's less bodegas, um, bodegas huh. <laughs> just down the street where you can just like oh yeah sure i'll grab something and so san diego you kind of have to make a trip to go get it. So in some ways that's better out here. And then the trash, it was interesting because it was actually a little bit, it was a little bit tougher to do that. Not because, you know, I had some sort of resistance to picking up trash, but a lot of the places where I was just like out and about in San Diego is like relatively cleaner (laughs) than than some parts of New York. And so there are definitely areas like when I'm walking down main street or downtown that, I, you know, I'd see stuff and I'd pick it up and it's not a big deal. And it's a little bit, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm still confused that people still litter. Like, yeah, that's still, that's still a thing. Uh, <laughs> how does it happen? Like, c- yeah. could you imagine when was the last time you littered? I don't know. I, uh, I think the closest I've gotten is like, I throw something at a garbage can indoors and like it bounced off. And then like, I waited like 15 minutes or whatever. And then like, went and put it in or something like that guy I, I, outside maybe I like spat out gum or something like that but i don't know i um i know i littered when i was a little kid but that was a long long time ago that was like the 70s yeah i i just don't like i'll, I'll keep it on me or like i maybe like i'll put it in my car or like i don't know i just i've thrown like apples and fruit out the the car window where on like a highway and it's going into you know it's gonna decompose but and let me guess um, you you made sure mentally that it was gonna like land in the grass right yeah like you're throwing like yeah. that's what you're, you're throwing it into a field you weren't like doing it in a tunnel or something yeah yeah you're throwing it into like a field somewhere like in yeah. a rural area 
I don't know. <laughs> like, I think the closest thing I've gotten to is like, maybe I try to put it in a garbage can and it like rimmed out or, or, you know, but it's like at least in the general or, you know, a garbage can's filled up and you like put it on top. I don't know. That was the weird thing. Like, I think I picked up more trash in parks than I did uh, necessarily kind of on the main street because there's at least uh, garbage cans in like downtown and, and, and some of the main streets where our people are walking. So I was pleasantly surprised that there wasn't that much junk for me to pick up. And I did pick up some some stuff, you know, on, on some of the main streets. But it was interesting that uh, there wasn't as much. It was a little bit I had to work on finding the trash to pick up, uh, which is, I guess, a good thing. But it's still in some parks. It, it blows me away that people just, you know, it's like the nicest area of town. And you're just, you know, chucking something. It's like it doesn't make sense. Yeah. It when I was at the farm where I get my vegetables from, there was litter. And I I got to believe that that's blown there from somewhere else. But it's pretty far from the road. I can't imagine a farmer littering in his or her own field. I feel like I feel like a lot. Of, and I don't know, maybe this is me being biased or something, but it's got to be. It's got to be like a trash bin and like the wind came and like blew, blew away a bottle or something like that. I can't like, I don't know. Yeah, I could see that in a remote area. In New York, it's definitely like that would be there's definitely that. But there's a lot of just trash on the ground. And the way I've been putting it lately is I haven't drank. I haven't drank like like a bottle of something or like eaten something and then just like literally thrown it on the ground. Like, I don't know what I would do if I saw someone do that. Like, I would just be like, really, really? Yeah, it'd be amazing. Almost. Yeah. The way I put it lately is that when Trump got elected, I didn't vote for him and I don't I couldn't imagine myself voting for him. But I was really curious of like people did tens of millions of people did. So I, you know, I teach empathy and I try to put myself in a mindset where I could understand that where, you know, that's empathy. I don't really like it, but I can do it. I mean, to, to put myself in the mindset where I'm like, go Trump. But it's really it's much harder for me to get to a mindset where I'm just like dropping litter on the ground. It's yeah. It's easier for me to see why someone would vote for Trump than someone would throw litter on the ground. I mean, there's just like I was reading something about um, Walt Disney World recently huh? about how he manufactured, like basically read a bunch of things about behavioral stuff and made it easy for people to do basically do the behaviors that he wanted. And so that's why they have like a trash can every 30 feet in Walt Disney World or something mm-hmm. where it's actually harder to litter than it is to do the right thing. And so. Actually, you know, since we're talking about littering, it's probably when I was traveling and um, I that's when I saw internationally, like third world countries, people litter quite a bit. So that's probably the last time I, I saw someone litter. Yeah, it's kind of a weird thing. And um, it was kind of nice to San Diego's got a little bit of a homeless problem. So like some in some of the homeless areas, um, there tends to be just more trash, but it's kind of just an overall, you know, some of it's trash, some of it could be people's stuff so it's a it's a mix of things and you know it's hard to hard to always tell what's what i love the simplicity of how you began it you're like well the the task was not to get any bottled stuff so i made some tea (laughs) problem solved actually it's i think there's a lot of problems that are that easily solved if people actually do it i mean i guess if you haven't made tea in a long time it might be a little bit of a chore just like if you haven't taking the bus in a long time and you're used to taking a taxi or driving or whatever, then it might be a bit of a chore. Well, I had a, I had a bunch of tea that uh, I had to finish up too. So it was like a good excuse for me <laughs> to do it. So I wasn't that mad about it. Yeah. The biggest thing was just, you know, it's, it actually saves me time because, you know, I can make like a liter of tea, you know, I can get a, you know, a liter container 
you know, put a bunch of water in it, make the tea all at once. And then, you know, I've got that for, you know, that's multiple bottles of, you know, whatever, whatever thing you want to drink. So, you know, that'd be seven fifty or, you know, $10 worth of beverages in, in New York and, you know, just a bunch of tea leaves and yeah. uh, you're good to go. So is it something, do you plan on making this uh, long term? Well, I'm drinking a lot less. Uh, I, I'm drinking, I'm, I'm buying a lot of, a lot less bottled stuff already. And I think, to be honest, part of it's the challenge, part of it's just being out of New York because it's, um, like I said, it's, it's a little easier. You have a little bit more space. You can throw something, you know, in your, you can throw iced tea in your fridge and you've got the space for it. But yeah, I've been drinking, I've been making, I've been like a tea frenzy lately. So maybe that's just like my, my new substitution. And it tends to have a lot less junk and a lot less sugar and, you know, everything else than the other beverages anyways. So I like that. And then being proactive about the the picking up stuff, especially especially in parks. And I notice it I think we talked about on the last podcast when you're doing ultra trail stuff, you know, there's there's days where some of the runners will just go out on the trails and pick up stuff. And that's one thing that especially in parks, like in the city areas, I you know, you, you can pick up stuff. I think there tends to be less there's less littering in general, and then and then when it, it does happen, it gets picked up quicker, which is nice. But um, I just have a much bigger sympathy for the parks and the the green spaces because <laughs> I think after coming out of New York, and New York is a place where you have to really try to find those green spaces and you know those kind of refuges from the city mm-hmm. to places that kind of have it easily. It's like don't you you want those to be nice and you want to, to be able to enjoy them. And and there are garbage cans like. 20 feet away so you know take care of it and you know usually it's like a gatorade bottle or something like that and it's just it's just it's just surprising that it still happens you know (laughs) i think i guess that was the thing i was like okay i guess i'll pick up littering and then you know you just kind of notice it more and then you're like really people really (laughs) well okay so i mean i feel like you're talking you're touching on more than just the litter on the ground that there's like something about values here something about uh intent or something are you are you like thinking differently about people or is there something are you connecting on something more meaningful than the picking up trash? I guess. I mean, the the question, I, I just don't know what goes through someone's head when they just like drop something like I can understand if they drop something or if it blows away from them or, you know, something like that happens. And you, you know, like the wind blows it away fast and you can chase after it. OK, that's happened to me maybe a couple of times. Like it's annoying, but it happens. I guess I just never like a couple of the times I picked up stuff and it was probably. You know, the the end of the city block in San Diego is is, you know, blocks out here are, are way smaller than blocks in New York. And you would have, you know, just a couple pieces of trash like in the middle of the block and there's a trash can at the end of the block. And there's a couple of times I just remember walking by stuff. And it's like you couldn't make the last 12. Feet. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, there's a couple of extenuating circumstances. Like I said, there's a bunch of homelessness out here. Um, so maybe that's one thing and, you know, maybe there's, you know, specific situations for different people, but, <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of one of those, th- those basic things that, you know, coming back to like cold showers and, and the excuses and everything else, like, you know, there's some baselines in life that are pretty easy and we can, even the beverage challenge or whatever, it's like, if you want to stop drinking, if you want to stop having bottled uh, beverages or you just want to stop drinking, you know, sugary stuff, even it's not that hard if you just do it. Like if you just like make the one tweak or you find the one thing and then you do it, it a lot of these things that you like, you know, you want to make a, you know, substantial change in some way, shape or form, really not that hard if you just 
think about it. <laughs> you think about it, make one tweak to your daily habits, and then uh, you, you don't really have to do anything else after that. Some people, it, it really, I agree with you. And then it puts me out of touch with a lot of people who say that it's really, really hard. Like it almost makes me want to like smoke two packs of cigarettes for a day for a year just so I can stop at the end and say, look, yeah, it's, yeah, it's hard. I mean, you got to deal with the, I don't know what the withdrawal symptoms are, but you got to deal with it. But then you're done. There's a, there's a guy who did a, uh, I think a challenge that was fit to fat to fit. Yeah. Yeah. I read that. Yeah. And he gained like 200 pounds or something like that and he lost it again. And, um, his whole goal was to just say like, Hey, yeah, I've been, you know, the whole spectrum and, um, it's doable. And yeah, it's, I don't know. It's the same thing that gets in people's mind with anything. You know, it's really easy to convince yourself that it's really difficult and you're not capable to do it. But I think the answer is you're more than capable of it. You can do a lot more than you're, you know, artificially holding yourself back from. And, but that's the thing, you know, like if you can't take a cold shower, how are you going to do anything else difficult in life? If you can't throw away, you know, you can't throw away your own trash into a can that's 15 feet away. How are you going to, you know, run a 5k or run a 10k or do anything, you know, actually, you know, that actually takes some effort. And I think it's one of those things. Once you build the habit of discipline, like, Hey, I'm going to throw away all my stuff or Hey, I'm going to, you know, brew my own drinks, whatever that is. It builds a discipline, it builds a strength, and then you carries over into a lot of other things. And, you know, a lot of times people want to run before they, they walk and you kind of need to get started with the, the basics first. So maybe so for people who for this is a big deal, maybe this is this is your chance. Like you heard us talking about cold showers and maybe you're thinking that's crazy or, or too much. Well, find something you're doing. Yeah, I think that's something I've, I've actually been saying in a few of these interviews is that for people who want to improve their lives, lots of people have challenges of what area they want to improve it in and doing something to help the environment, whatever your values are, you can probably find something in the environment that if you, you can do something to pollute less or emit less or something, it's a pretty safe place to start. People are talking about, you know, like cleaning up your life, you know, you want to clean up your life, pick up a piece of, like literally just clean up one thing, like pick up a piece of trash. That's really, really basic yeah. way to do it. And it's super practical. There, there's like no like hidden meaning. It's just like, okay, you're actually cleaning, cleaning it up. And you just have to start that snowball somewhere. And it could be, I mean, that that's literally sounds like the easiest thing in the world. And it's, it's, it's physical, it's practical. You see the before, you see the after. There's a bunch of different things in there that make it a really good starting activity. And once you see the physical change that like, okay, it was dirty. Now it's clean. Like then you can move on to the next thing. Feeling inspired? Do you like hearing others acting that you're not alone? Go to joshuaspodek.com slash podcast to hear other interviews, but even more valuable. Join the growing community of people who care enough to act, not just talk. Read the list of people who have taken on personal challenges and then commit to one yourself. Don't be surprised if you end up loving it, changing more, and finding people following you without you even trying. That's what happens when you improve your life by living by your values. Man, I would love if somewhere down the road, it was just a natural thing that lots of people picked up garbage and they were like, yeah, yeah, it started from Joel and Josh were talking on the on the podcast. And they said, yeah, it's really easy to do. And then I did it and it was easy. And like the whole world starts just picking up trash. Like, how hard is it? How proud are you that you can't stoop down and pick up a piece of trash every now and then? To make that a challenge, 30 days of like trash picking up or something like that. I mean, the goal, hopefully by the time listeners are listening to this, the page will be up. But I do want to make a page where you can put your name 
what challenge you're taking on, how long you're going to do it for, and then your testimonial when you're done. And in fact, did I tell you the thing about the, the donations? Nope. Hopefully this will be up because, you know, I'll probably put up some Patreon or, or Kickstarter, some sort of way of crowdfunding because I'm paying for stuff here. And, uh, and I want to say if you oh, – hold on, New York City. <laughs> and I want to – see, that's noise pollution, but I'm not going to – I've talked to the firehouse. That's, that, that's an uphill battle right there. In New yeah. York. It's, and it's not just, it's not just noise pollution, like people honking. It's the fire department. They're like completely untouchable. I called 311. It's like, is there anything we can do? They're like, you can't tell firemen not to put on the fire thing. That's it. Like they, they're, they're like way above the law. Yeah. And, uh, anyway, so I want to have a, a thing where people can donate money. And I'm going to say you must first change something about yourself before you can donate money. If you don't change yourself, Here's a list of places that will accept your money for you to tell other people what to do, but not yourself. But here you have to change yourself first. So I want to do that as a, a nice little uh, challenge to people. And so I want to have that list. Actually, I, I realized lately that I want to I want to put another column on the list, which is what value do you have that this touches on? So not just doing something because someone told you to, but it has to be something that you care about. And I, I hope that's what drives people. I think with you, you're doing it as a, as a challenge, as like a like. You like to do things that the average person is like a little beyond the average person. And I think that you, correct me if I'm wrong, but you grow and develop in that way and you find out about yourself. And I think that's what you, one of the things you found in here. It's just a different lens, like these different things. And so I wouldn't say it was a particularly difficult challenge, but it's one of those things that like once you've developed that muscle to, okay, this isn't like beyond me. This is just a, uh, requires a shift in focus. Or like a, just a a little bit of concentration applied to this specific area, then it becomes pretty easy. But I don't think a lot of people a lot of people haven't uh, ever flexed any of those discipline muscles or any of those muscles to kind of implement their will on things. And so if it gets difficult, then they're like, oh well, I just can't do it because it's hard. And versus saying, oh, well, it might be like a little bit hard, but it's still completely doable. Yeah. So for you, discipline is like a big value that this connects with. Mm-hmm. And so I think you're doing it. Like, were you doing this for yourself, for me, for who are you doing, whom were you doing this for? To be honest, I did it, did it a little bit for you, but one of the nice things that came out of it was just the, was constraint. Like, so I tend to, like, when I drink a lot of beverage, like bottled beverages, I would say 80, 80% of them have more sugar than they need. Um, uh-huh. and most of it's added sugar and not like anything good. And so that like helped me cut out a bunch of stuff that, one, I, I should be I should be cutting out one way or another. And um, literally a lot of times uh, my girlfriend actually asked me, she's like, why are you drinking? You know, the running joke that I have is I have a like I have a couple health and fitness blogs, done a bunch of stuff with paleo. And my number one addiction is probably Red Bull, which is terrible for me. Mm-hmm. And it's like way too much sugar, all this other stuff. My girlfriend asked me one time, she's like, are you drinking it because you 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 need it or are you just like. You you wanted something like that was like nice to taste while you're working or something like that. And I realized like half the time the caffeine is like a nice boost. But a lot of times it's just something I need. I need something to drink while I'm working. And, and water's great sometimes. But unless it's like iced, frozen cold, it's not always the best thing. And so tea has basically become a replacement for that in a way that has been really good. It cuts out all the sugar that is like is pretty much, you know. I don't have a lot of sugar in my day-to-day life, but like that would be like one highly concentrated area where it's like, okay, that's pretty much 
undoing all the good you're doing by avoiding it in other areas. So that was really good for me. And then the just the you know picking up trash like it, it was. I don't know. There's there's something about picking up trash that you know littering. It doesn't seem if I was to go litter, I feel very conscious about it. I'd be like I am doing this and I'm being defiant or something like that. Like it almost I would. There's a social pressure, I guess, that would just keep me from littering. But there's also a social pressure, I think, that keeps from like you stopping and picking up someone else's trash. And I don't know what that is. But um, especially in parks, this was kind of a good impetus for me to be like, you know, I want to get annoyed at someone. I want to be like really like, you know, confront someone. But at with this challenge, you just kind of have to do it. And so that was good for me just to be like, OK, I'm just going to pick it up and you know, I'm not going to make a big deal of it. I'm not going to like you know, find who did it, but yeah, I'm just going to, I'm going to do it and I'm doing it because, you know, I enjoy the parks. I want to be clean. And there's a lot of trail runs out there that will, if they're not real well run, they will end up like littering all over the place. Mm-hmm. But there's been a real big push, especially in the last few years uh, to have throw areas and to have specific areas where, you know, if trail runners are, you know, have are stopping at their aid stations or whatever, that's where, all the trash goes. And if you're, you know, rip a goo or something like that outside that eight, eight station, you kind of hold on to it until you get back to the next one. And so it's kind of become an important thing for me to just be like, all right, you know, I'm using these quite a bit. I like these resources. I don't want them to be, you know, littered with crap as you're running through it. Cause half the reason you run through them is to, you know, get out in nature. And that was kind of like a nice actual practical way for me to kind of give back and, and be a little thankful for uh, all the places that I've been fortunate enough to run in. So it sounds like it's connecting with a fair number of things with community and different practices of yours and as well as your own personal growth and development. And nature in general. And yeah. Yeah. And, and going back to the Red Bull stuff, it sounds like when you were saying I'm drinking less, I'm like, okay, you're just having less drinking, but it's connected with something bigger, like something like some habit that you really were not that into that your girlfriend was maybe teasing you about or, or, highlighting yeah yeah she's just like hey what's the real motivation here and you're like yeah i actually haven't thought about it I just kind of got into robotic you know like motion on that and yeah it's kind of like a small thing out of a bunch of things but it was good to kind of refocus on and i have to say being someone myself when you, you talked about this you're, you're developing like a tea habit and i'm thinking you sound a lot like me i mean you you've been to my place and had my food and i, I got a bit of a food habit <laughs> that i'm really into and people are like They think it's really extreme, and I don't think it's extreme because every step I've taken has been a baby step from something before, which itself was a baby step. And so I never really felt like I went that far, ending up having all this, you know, fresh cooked food. And, you know, after this, I go pick up my my vegetables. And same with the garbage. It's like people are like they don't make a big deal out of it, but they do say that that the throwing not having too much garbage is like a big deal. But I'm like, it's I don't feel like I've, I've changed my life that much to get to throwing out the garbage once or twice a year. It's just you take a step, it becomes automatic. You take another step, it becomes automatic. Each time mm-hmm. you just see the next thing, your horizon keeps changing and easier. The things that were distant are now in your horizon and easier to do. Yep. Do you feel like, you, do you have a tug of like next thing that's going to come or am I extrapolating too far? No, I'm, I mean, I'm pretty into iced tea now. <laughs> um, so, are you making lots of different kinds? No, I have a, uh, do you know Jocko Wilnick? Willink? I don't know him. I mean, I've, I've skimmed a bit of his book and I've read it. Listen to Tim, I think. I don't know him though. Not yet. Yeah. He's got, he's got a thing called, uh, a book called Extreme Ownership, which yeah. is basically about taking ownership of your life. But he's got a tea, like a pomegranate, like white tea 
so it's got like a decent amount of caffeine, but it's also, you know, tastes pretty good. And uh, I had at one point a huge box that I ordered when I was traveling and like it came and I hadn't gone through it. And so I've just been kind of working on that lately and uh, it's been really good. So uh, iced tea is kind of like a thing now. And uh, I've been enjoying that and probably going to try out some other stuff, too. Well, I'm going to give you a preview of what might be to come. When you were here, did I have any sauerkraut? You might have given some to Jenny. So I, I found out that in other cultures, they do fermentation to keep things edible, to keep things from rotting as opposed to refrigeration. And it turns out sauerkraut's really easy. So like I've been doing that. And then I started realizing I've been really wanting to cook Thai food because my, my favorite cuisine is Thai cuisine. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get canned stuff, you can't. I was like, where do you get coconut milk from? And for at least a year, I've been wondering, what's coconut milk? Because when you get a coconut, there's water, the sweet water inside. And there's the flesh. Okay, where's the milk? Have you ever wondered this yourself? Like, what's coconut milk? You've had coconuts, right? It's all mixed. It's the mix of it all, right? Yeah. It turns out it's you blend it together. And so now it turns out I was at the bulk food store and they have shredded coconut. It's just, you know, no sweetening, just shredded coconut. So you mix that with a little bit of water in the blender and you get coconut milk. And now I can make Thai food. And there you go. My point is like you're talking about how you'd make different teas and it just suddenly opens up so much. And it's all these little things that after a while, all these little things I learned, people look at me like, wow, you really know a lot of stuff. I'm like, do I? I didn't realize <laughs> that I made that transition because I definitely remember, you know, my mom's an amazing cook and I would see her cooking. I was like, wow, all these things that you do, I don't know what's going on. It seems very complicated. But after a while, you just learn this, you learn that, you learn this, you learn that. It tastes really good. And you're like, oh, I guess – it's not a big deal for me to make coconut milk now, but I would have thought it would be impossible before. Anyway, I love it. It's really yeah. all the videos I saw online. They're like, here's how you do it. And then they taste and like, oh, so good. So much better <laughs> than canned. And then I do. It. I'm like, oh, this is really better than canned. That's funny. And now one day you're going to taste, uh, you're going to get some Red Bull and you're going to be like, blah. <laughs> what? Why did I do that? They're marketing. They're marketing. They're the only product I think I've ever bought. That specifically, I was like, I watched one of their YouTube videos and I was like, I want to do that. And then I was like, so, so I'm going to come up with a healthy alternative Red Bull. So just uh, stay tuned for that. All right. You and Jocko, you'll be competing with Jocko. That'll be tough. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Sorry, Jocko. Coming for you. So, uh, all right. I want to leave with one last question. Unless, uh, is there anything else to, that I didn't think to bring up that, to add? No, I thought, I think we covered it. So is there any last message that you leave for, you know, someone listening to this and maybe they're, they're on the fence or they're thinking about what to do? Any advice or thoughts to words to live by or anything like that related to this? I think we kind of touched on it, and I don't know if you want to do anything with it, but I think it'd be an interesting starting point. But a lot of people talk about they want to change something in life, they want to do something, they want to clean something up, and it's really easy. Like the easiest way to like get started with that is to literally just clean up the stuff around you. I noticed it with like my junk, like I moving moving from New York to San Diego and seeing all the things that I had in like my car and leftover and like compiling it all and looking at it all and like figuring out what I'm going to give away and what I'm going to, you know, sell and get rid of or whatever. But also just, you know, your the junk around you and your day to life and like cleaning up the environment around you. It's really easy. There, there There's something satisfying about seeing something that's dirty and then seeing it get cleaned up. And that combined with you being the one that's cleaning it up and having the impact, direct impact on that is, um, I don't know. I think there's there's something there uh, that if people don't know where to start, that's a good that's a good spot. Well, let's leave it at that. Joel, we've been in touch for a long time. I really appreciate you coming on here and I look forward to being in touch more and finding out how things evolve. 
let me know next time you're in New York City. Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for having me, man. And uh, let's uh, let's talk again soon. Okay, thanks a lot. Bye. All right, see ya. In Joel's words, almost too easy. Yet he learned a lot more than he would have had he read books or statistics about litter or bottled beverages and the unhealthiness of all the stuff they put in it. And when he habitualizes stuff, as he said, it makes it trivial, almost no mental effort, and yet very enabling. It takes very little time. And then he got less sugar, less unhealthy stuff, but with a gain in joy and refreshment, more contact with nature. I don't know your values, but if they include clean land, clean air, clean water, Here are two places where you can start what Joel did. But be warned, you will care more. You will change. You will improve as a leader. I predict that you'll be surprised. You'll start noticing others' behavior and your own behavior, and you'll probably get less tolerant for litter and waste. And isn't that an area where we want to be less tolerant? Anyway, if you learn these skills that Joel identified as being able to do what you want to do, you might get promoted. You might get hired. You might get funded elsewhere in life. That's what happens when you lead. So what better place to start your snowball than cleaning up the world around you and what you put in your body? Did you feel inspired too? Then act. Go to joshuaspodak.com slash podcast and click to commit to your personal challenge so you can inspire others. Value means better and worse. And living by your values means living better by your values. You may struggle at first, but it's the hero's journey from living by others' values to living by yours. People say that little things add up. I won't argue against it, but what I find counts is acting. Doing something, anything, starts that mindset shift from the debilitating others should act first or making excuses to the empowering I can make a difference and living by my values improves my life. I don't have to wait for others to act first. I'm looking for leaders, people who will bring what works here in this podcast to communities I haven't reached. Billions of people want to change their behavior. There's room for leadership from personal leadership of just yourself to whatever scale you want. Start by acting and changing yourself. Go to joshuaspodak.com slash podcast and commit to your personal challenge.